Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. This is an Isaiah's newsstand episode. A little cozy, a little you and me action, you know? Hey, hi. How's it going? How was your day? How was your week, you know? Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, go ahead and tell me. I'll, I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Mm, oh, that's crazy. Mm, mm. But no, all right. Let's get to let's get to some news, though. And we'll, and we'll get back to you, I promise, because no need about me. Um, but let's see. Uh, I got an update about the Supreme Court and the SB8, uh, the abortion bill uh, that's going on in Texas. Um, pretty much the Supreme Court declines to block the Texas abortion bill. Um, and uh, that's a bummer uh, because... It's a pretty much an indication of how they're leaning in this proceeding and kind of where it's going. Um, there's going to be more things up to bat. Like there's going to be some more challenges that they're going to see, uh, like arguments and stuff, um, which they are scheduled at a good pace. Like they're set up for November 1st to have them. But I mean, if they're already saying like, hey, we don't even want to delay the um, the law. We're not trying to block it right now. Just let it go through. Like, it seems like they kind of have an opinion about how this should go. And, um, you know, I mean, me personally, obviously, I disagree with it. Um, A lot of pro-lifers are really excited and ecstatic because, I mean, it is kind of a momentum shift in their direction that they want, I think. Um, But uh, we'll keep you posted on more more news, how that goes. I got this little bit from the Hill, um, but Bolsonaro fires back at panel, accusing him of homicide over handling the pandemic. Uh, Pretty much this is a news story that kind of came up this week. Uh, There is a legislative panel in Brazil, I believe, yes, um, that um, is, yeah, it's uh, the Brazilian Senate. Sorry, I wanted to get specific about where, what is happening from what um now bolsonaro has pretty much made the said the claims of fantasy and he doesn't even want to entertain it uh he says i'm not going to discuss these people's fantasies i'm not going to discuss this load of stupidity um and that's something he said on a radio station in regards to it and uh the ap uh reported it um pretty much his plan was for this COVID virus was like, I don't care about vaccine. Like he was very anti-vaccine to the point of uh, saying, Hey, I'm just going to lean our country into it. Like, no, I'm not going to stop social gatherings. No, I'm not going to enforce social distancing. We're just going to let the country be what it is. In fact, he encouraged activities to continue and people to get together with the intention, knowing that people would get this virus and spread it, and hopefully it would create its own kind of herd immunity. And he himself has gotten COVID before and doesn't vaccinate himself and has been going to events in America and and all that. But that's, I mean, kind of another thing. But it is crazy to me that he really did try to enact this policy and pretty much is just like, look, like y'all are crazy for thinking I'm crazy. (laughs) Um. And and I, I've seen some other articles, too, that are kind of trying to allude to that, like, well, maybe we should look at Donald Trump in this way. And don't get me wrong. I love trashing on Trump. That's a good pastime. It's fun. It's wholesome. The whole family can get into it. 
But I will say that once put into the situation of having to do it, Trump did the uh, whole Operation Warp Speed thing. And, you know, with good old American dollars, uh, he got a program enacted. And I mean, he does get to say that's part of his whole administration. Um, so, I mean, yeah, uh, good for good for him on that. Good for Donnie on that. But uh, Bolsonaro was like, fuck that. We don't need it. Like, and I mean, the, the proof is definitely in the pudding. I mean, there's 21.6 million cases throughout uh, Brazil. Um, and that's data from John Hopkins University. Um, but I mean, it's crazy to me that someone can run the country and have that kind of perspective. And I, and I, I don't care whether you're right or left, like just having the perspective of saying like, Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares about this? This isn't that big a deal. We're all going to just get through it anyway. Um, you know, hopefully this is an eye opener. Um, I don't know if Bolsonaro is really going to take it as such, but hopefully other people do. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that a Senate panel is like, you know, taking him to task on this shit. Cause I mean, shit, I, I mean, personally, do I think, oh, you should like face crimes for that? I don't know, but I do definitely feel like it's something that should be addressed. It should just be like, yo, you couldn't, you, you can't just sit there and say that was okay. Wipe your hands of it. And you know, we're not going to notice like, you know, I'm glad that it is being called to attention. Um, we have an update on the Petito case. Um, I pulled this from TMZ, but I don't know if you guys don't like TMZ. There's other sources that definitely have, you know, the full story up and out. Um, But Brian Laundrie's remains have been found. Um, Where is the park? It is the, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but the Mayakachati Creek Environmental Park um, in Florida. Uh, Northport, Florida, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, so pretty much they found his remains. Uh, the parents kind of led them to a trail. And then um, pretty much like they found some items. They found some remains. And they they talked again with the parents. And they kind of reacted. Um, and then, you know, from there on out, I know that like, the full report was like, yeah, these are his remains. We've identified him. Um, and sadly, I mean, that does kind of put a period to it. You know, I mean, we kind of know at least somewhat of the sequence of events in terms of like Brian, you know, killed her, you know, strangled her, um, you know, then came home, then from there went into hiding. And, um, you know, I imagine we might find out, you know, from after an autopsy, I'm like maybe a little bit on how it happened. Um, and I'm sure, you know, we'll have an update like maybe like the final update from there um but yeah i mean it is a sad state of affairs um i know for me i kind of i know it's weird because these aren't my lives these aren't my you know this it doesn't have anything to do with me but it does have like a level of anxiety or something where it's like you just kind of want to see it done you know just the whole thing you know i remember after that whole funeral part i was like you know this story feels over but at the same time i know it's not over and um you know but it does look like we are moving towards that end. Um, and we'll keep you posted on that. Um, also, I have another update. Um, and this is in the MP David Amos, um, I guess you could say assassination, right? Um, murder. Yeah, probably murder, I guess. But um, they have identified the suspect and uh, released the name. It is Ali Harby. Um, 
and uh, I want to say they are going to have it as a you know a terrorist attack. Um, and they said he had uh, religious and ideological motivations for the stabbing. Um, so it sheds a little bit more light on it, uh, puts a name and a face out. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, the axe of the axe, you know, the person had their reasons for doing it. I'm not saying like they're justified or anything like that, but, um, you know, it is good. That they are putting the full story out there. Um, you know, it's never a, a good idea to do that thing just because you disagree with a person. I do believe his father was like a Somali uh, prime minister of some sort um for ali harvey yeah somali's uh prime minister yeah was a former one um and i guess just that kind of led to some disagreements that he felt he had and he wanted to take it all the way to that level um which is never a good idea you know i i do think the best thing to do if you do feel the need to make changes is, is to get active and i know that, that can feel like a pointless endeavor but I think seeing with the strikes happening and, you know, just seeing how people have moved and made change through even just things like social media, you know, there is a chance. You don't have to take it to the point of saying, oh, I need to kill this person, eliminate this person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I never want to justify that. You know, yeah, it's you know, we've definitely said fuck Reagan and whatnot there. But that's a that's in video games, you know, right? Um but uh, if any more updates, you know what we do. We keep you up to date with it. Um, and then I guess I have uh, the last story of the day. And, um, you know, I haven't smoked and drank yet. You know, I'm kind of just zooming, you know, you know me. <sighs> but, um, you know, we're talking about Colin Powell. Um, so get ready. Hold on to your butts. I know Colin Powell is kind of a non-factor for maybe some people, whatever. Um, Some people are instantly able to be like, oh, yeah, fuck him. Rest in piss. And I totally get that. Um, It's of the same ilk as the Donald Rumsfeld situation. You know, it's the same type of same type guy, you know, same doing the same shit. So, you know, um, it is one of those things where it is what it is i guess like i find myself personally not as quick to be like oh yeah fuck you because i mean it's just i'm biased you know i have the same bias when it comes to the obama you know administration situation where it's like i've heard a lot of you know grievances and they're all correct they're all justified but it's just one of those things where i'm like but i saw a black man get there and that means something to me personally you know so it is some one of those things where like, you know, I've talked with friends and, and, and thought this, it's just like, when I grew up, Colin Powell is one of those black figures. So it's like, in a way I did wind up looking up to, and that is kind of the point. That's kind of why Republicans liked him. And he had this military jacket from Vietnam, but that's the thing. When you learn more about someone's policies, you learn how they live and conducted their life. That is something that is on display. And I know a lot of people obviously, you know, say that the blot is the 2003, you know, February UN thing and um, that that was the issue, that that's really was the galvanizing thing that made Colin Powell the bad guy was 
he sold us on Iraq and he sold us on Saddam having weapons of mass destruction when he didn't have shit. Um, and that, that is a thing. It's a thing he did. Um, he sold a bad war. And you should never do that. That's selling death. For a person who went through Vietnam and did all these things, it's it's problematic to me. You know what I mean? And um, I get why it's problematic to other people. Um, and for him to just be like, well, I got bad intel. It's like, no, you sat down with people. You knew their bias and just ran with it. And you went to George Bush saying, hey, this is not a good idea. We shouldn't do it. And George is like, okay, yeah, but I want to do it. And so, you know, the right move, you know, if you're the real reluctant warrior is to just say, you know what, guys, I'm out. I can't do it. But instead, he's like, no, I'll try to sell it to the UN, which I know is bullshit. And maybe that'll convince you. And no, you just sold it to the UN. They didn't really buy it. And you went out and we still went out in the war anyway. And and then he still got replaced because they already had their their token black person in Condoleezza Rice, so they were fine. They didn't really care. They just needed him to sell the war. But to me, it's the doctrine too. It's the whole thing. I don't know. You know, I'm conflicted when it comes to Colin Powell. But at the same time, like I said, I get it. Uh, not my cup of tea. I do like that he was anti-Trump. You know, of course, I like that Bush is anti-Trump too. I, I connected the dots reading this article from the Hill. And that's why Trump was so mad and had that really like scathing, uh, you know, comment comments made, you know, in regards to Colin Powell's death or whatever. Um, but um, he died at 84. Sorry, I know I should get to the I guess the meat of the article, but he died of 84 uh, from COVID-19 complications. But really, I mean, it was in concert with cancer. Um, Colin Powell was fully vaccinated. Um, he was going to get his booster, but by the time he was, you know, available to get the booster, he was already too sick to kind of get it. So they couldn't do it. Um, you know, that's a shitty situation. Cancer fucking sucks. Um, and I know that's another weird thing too, that, you know, COVID is of course so politicized that, you know, people wanted to talk about this or that with it too like well see this is another reason why this these vaccines don't work and it's like i mean it's an 84 year old man people are going to die from complications when you get older that's just the facts a vaccine can only do so much and people people are wild um but you know i mean it is what it is um like i said that's kind of the last article of the day for this um of course we're gonna be at it you know, real quick, pretty soon, a full loaded episode. Um, so get ready for that. Um, catch us on Facebook. Catch us on Twitter. Now and then with Brad and Isaiah type shit. We got an Instagram that is likewise. Uh, Patreon slash now and then podcast. I think that's that's us, right? You can tip us there if you would like. Get that shout out for yourself if you'd like. Five bucks, you know. Um, but we'll see you when we see ya. Um, stay well. No, I love ya. And um, you know, once again, we can get back to you, baby. What's going on? What's going on? How's your day? What's up? All right. Hi. Mm, bye. Love you. Mwah.